Hey, good morning, Authentic Life Church family. Welcome and good morning to our guests that are joining us today. Uh, guys, we're just glad that you chose to join us online this morning. I don't know about you, I would much rather be in person, uh, but it's so good to still be able to gather together through technology. And although we can't meet in person right now, we are still gathered in our homes, united as a church body, just, just being together. And just being together, worshiping and praying and making much of Jesus and opening up God's word. So thanks for being with us and taking the time to, to, to be gathered this morning. It's also been exciting for me to see and hear about our life groups that are meeting throughout the week. They're meeting through Zoom. Uh, and I just want to encourage you guys, if you are not in a life group, I just ask God about that. Pray about joining a life group and being a part of a group that, that prays for one another and encourages one another and studies the Word of God together. Uh, but it's been encouraging to hear the stories that are coming out of uh, the, the life groups and seeing how they're going strong, and we're even seeing some growth uh, within the life groups. So that's been really good. Um, we're going to keep doing Zoom for a little while, uh, as long as we need to, but eventually we'll be able to gather again in person. As was mentioned in the announcements, uh, please jump online, AuthenticLifeAZ.com, and you're going to find four buttons on there on that homepage right below uh, the sermon video. And what you'll see is you'll see a button for prayer requests. Let us know how we can pray for you. You'll find the connection card button. So let us know if you need to sign up for anything, if there's any way that we can help you with anything, or if you just want to let us know of your visit today, that would be there on the connection card. Um, there's also the button for the secure option of online giving, and then also your sermon notes for today to help you uh, follow along. So jump on there and let us know you're, you were here with us today. This morning is a special day uh, for us to celebrate certain people in our lives. Uh, today is Mother's Day, right? Church, it's a special day where we get to celebrate and say thank you to some of those special ladies in our life. And so today we celebrate all moms. We celebrate biological and adoptive moms. We celebrate foster moms. And we also celebrate spiritual moms. I think all moms really are meant to be spiritual moms, right? You have that lady in your life, right, that has poured into you spiritually, prayed for you, taught you, shared Jesus with you. As moms, that happens, right, all the time as you are raising your kiddos. And so, man, we just, we just want to say thank you to the moms, the spiritual moms out there, and say happy Mother's Day to you. And I just want to encourage you, give those ladies in your life a call. Uh, let them know how much you love them, and let them know that you're praying for them. We're also aware that many people watching today or listening in, today might be a difficult day for you, Right? For many different reasons when it comes to Mother's Day. And so we just want you to know this. We want you to know that you're loved. Uh, we love you. But most importantly, the Lord God loves you. And he knows what you're walking through. And he is either walking through that with you. Or he wants to. If you don't know Jesus, he wants to walk through that with you. So know that if you need prayer today or you need anything in regards to that, we would, we would love to, to connect with you and uh, so just reach out and let us know how we can come alongside you. This morning, as we do every year, uh, we hit pause on, a, on the series that we're in and we focus on Mother's Day. Um, now today, we will have a little bit more focus on, on the moms and, and just connecting with them a bit. But today's message is not just for moms. It is for each and every person. So don't say, hey, mom, this is for you. And now I'm going to go check out. Man, this passage today is for each and every one of us today. And we pray that the Lord speaks to you this morning. 
We pray, Lord, we pray that the Lord would encourage you as you hear from his word. And so if you would do me a favor, if you would grab your Bibles, right, open those up, turn on your, your Bible apps and open those up to Luke chapter 10. Luke chapter 10. Luke 10 is, is quite the chapter in the Gospels. In it, we find many stories that we're probably pretty familiar with, right? We see Jesus sending out the 70 on mission. We see him talking about eternal life. He teaches on loving God with all our heart, soul, strength, and mind, right? And he also teaches us about loving our neighbor. Man, you don't, you don't even have to know anything about the Bible to know the story of the Good Samaritan. And that story originated with Jesus teaching us how to, how to love our neighbor, and after those teaching moments, after those moments of, of teaching and being with people, Jesus and his disciples are traveling, right? And they come to this place called Bethany. And this is a place where Jesus would often stop and stay when he visited Jerusalem. It was a, it was a village that was friendly to him. It was a village uh, where his friend Lazarus lived. People in this community would know Jesus. They'd probably know him pretty well, right? There were, there were people there that, that had committed their life to following Jesus. And so that was a place that he liked to be, a place that he spent some time. And in our text, it'll say that he entered that a village, and that's that village that he's at. And that's where we're going to be this morning in Luke chapter 10. And we're going to look at the very end of that chapter in verses 38 through 42. Guys, it's just a few verses. But the message that we get out of here is very powerful and needed for us today. And we're praying that it's a message that will encourage and challenge each and every one of us. But we hope that it encourages and is a good reminder for our moms today as you walk with and follow Jesus. So if you would join me, grab your Bibles, Luke chapter 10, verses 38 through 42, and follow along, read out loud, whatever you'd like to do. But Luke chapter 10, verse 38 through 42, here's what the Word of God says. Now as they were traveling, they're traveling along, he entered a village and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. She had a sister called Mary who was seated at the Lord's feet, listening to his word. But Martha was distracted with all her preparations and she came up to him, up to Jesus and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to do all the serving alone? Then tell her to help me. Verse 41 but the Lord Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and bothered about so many things. But only one thing is necessary, for Mary has chosen the good part, which shall not be taken away from her. Would you join me as we pray this morning? God, we love you. God, we thank you for the word of God. We thank you of, the, of your love for us that we read of in here. Thank you for first loving us so that we could love you in return. God, we thank you for the opportunity to open up the word of God, to, to, to be encouraged, to learn, to be challenged, to grow, to hear from you. And so God, as we open up the word today and as we walk through this text, God, we pray, Lord, that you would teach us. We pray, God, that, that my words would be honoring and glorifying to you. God, we pray, Lord, that you would be at work in people's lives as we're sitting here gathered and, and listening to the word of God today. Help us come before you ready to hear, ready to listen. And God, we pray, Lord, that we would walk away more like you than when we began this morning. God, I just want to pray for our mothers today. Think about my grandma, my grandmothers, my mom, my mother-in-law, my wife. 
the ladies in our church. I'm so grateful for the ladies in our life, so grateful for my wife and my mom. God, we pray, Lord, that you would just bless moms today. We pray, God, that you would just encourage them and and provide for them and just let them know that you're there and that you love them. God, we just pray, Lord, for that special touch from you today. Thank you for the opportunity to honor our moms. Thank you for teaching us to honor our moms. Help us love them well. Help us pray for them. God, be with us today as we continue to dive into your word. We ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If you have your sermon notes to help you along this morning, we will get to those sermon notes in a few minutes as we see how we can apply this text to our lives personally. But we're going to spend the first half of our, of our message today seeing what is happening in our text and seeing Jesus' response. So don't think that you missed something if, if we've gotten a little bit into this and you haven't written anything down yet. But feel free to write down whatever notes that you need to. In our text today... We see two important things happening. Both are part of our walk with Jesus. Both important. Both are vital. Both of these things should be evident in your life as you follow and walk with Jesus. And we see these two things in the lives of two people, Mary and Martha. They're both in this home with Jesus as their guest. And Jesus isn't just some ordinary guest. I think he's kind of a big deal, right? Martha even refers to him as as Lord. And this isn't the first time they're meeting Jesus. They know Jesus, right? They they know who he is. They are followers of his. They, they, They trust him as their teacher and as their leader and as their Lord. And they have welcomed them into, welcomed Jesus into their home. And Luke, as he writes this, he shows us a contrast between these two ladies and what they are doing when Jesus is with them. And so we're going to look at these two things, two things that are both God-honoring, things that we should be doing. But Jesus gives us some clarity as we look at this. We see in verse 39, the Bible says, Mary, who was seated at the Lord's feet, listening to his word. So we see what Mary is doing She's at the Lord's feet, seated close to him, listening to his words. And then in verse 40, we see that her sister Martha, Martha in verse 40, was with all her preparations. That's what she's doing. Other translations say that she was with all her many tasks. Right? Two things that we see as important things in Scripture. Being with Jesus, right? Being at his feet and listening to him but also serving and serving the Lord and being hospitable and taking care of others and being caring, right? In fact, next week when we get back to our Ephesians series, we're going to look at that that God has gifted each of us. Why? To be used to serve God and to serve His church, to be gracious servants. So we see two important things here as we walk with Jesus, being with Him and listening and serving. But Jesus is going to bring our attention to the one thing that is necessary. So I want us to just take some time and look at both of these things that these ladies are doing. And the first is this, beginning with Martha. She is a guest in her home. And at that particular point in their life, in in their custom, it was custom when you invited a guest into your home. I mean, you were to do things, right? You were to, to serve them. 
You were to help them be comfortable. You were to, to serve them food and drink. Because having a guest in your home was significant. Right? It showed them, it showed your guest, and it showed others that you accepted that person and that you cared about them. And so Martha has a guest that she's invited into her home. I remember growing up, watching my mom, we would have guests in our home, and my mom really is a, is a great host to, to the guests in our home. Right? She wants them to be fed. She wants them to be comfortable. Right? There was always some sweet tea ready to go. Right? And, when, and there was a little bit of difference. When we had close friends or family over, things would be straightened up a little bit. But when we had a special guest, man, it got serious in our house. Right? It got serious. She wanted it to be spotless and ready to go. I'm sure you guys have experienced that when you have people coming over and it's just a special guest and you're just like, maybe it's you that want it spotless or your mom or dad, somebody wants it spotless. And that's kind of what's happening here. And so I want us to do this. I want us to put ourselves in, in Martha's place. She has a guest, but she really has the guest of all guests in her, in her home. And so she's in there, she's preparing and she's serving and she's caring and she's being hospitable. All of those things are good things. For all of us, as we walk worthy with the Lord, we are to serve and to take care of others, to be hospitable. And so as mentioned before, next week, we're going to see how we use the gifts and abilities that God has given us to do that for others, to serve. Man, I, many in our church, man, they sacrifice and are dedicated to serve the Lord and serve the church. So what Mary is doing is a good thing. It is, it's, it's, it's not wrong. It isn't a bad thing at all. But Luke chapter 10 highlights for us a few things about Martha and her serving. It tells us in verse 40, it says, But Martha was distracted with all her preparations. To be distracted is a kind of a big word. It means this. It means to be over-occupied. It means to be too busy. It means to be drawn away and to be distracted. And this word often refers to someone that is agitated and upset about something. I feel for Martha here. I mean, Jesus is in her home and she wants it to be perfect. And that's Martha. She's serving. She's being hospitable. And then we have her sister. Verse 39 says this. She had a sister called Mary who was seated at the Lord's feet, listening to his word. We're going to dive deeper into this in just a little bit. But we see that Mary has a completely different focus than Martha does. Her sister is serving and distracted, and Mary is seated with Jesus. Mary, she sees the, the greatest teacher. She has this special guest but she knows he's the greatest teacher. He's the Lord Jesus. And he is right here with her in this house. And she sits at his feet. But don't miss what else it says. It tells us this. Not that she's just sitting there. She was listening to his word. The words used here when it says that she was seated at. Here's what it means. It speaks of one who is sitting very close or sitting with someone. Mary is, is, is intentionally wanting to, to get as close as possible to Jesus. And so that, that's her posture. And then we see her action, and that's that she is listening. right? She's at his feet, listening to his word. 
The word listening, it means to give special attention to. It means to listen and, and, and with the intent to understand and consider what is being said. It means, church, that you give your attention and your ear to a teacher so that you can be taught. So that you can be taught. So there we see two focuses. One was very focused on serving and preparing, which is a great thing. While the other was focusing on being close to and listening to Jesus. Here's where it gets interesting. We see a conversation happen because of this. Mary is at the feet of Jesus listening. And all of verse 40 says, But Martha was distracted with all her preparations. And she came up to him. She came up to Jesus and she said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to do all the serving alone? Then tell her to help me. Martha is intending to do a good thing. She invited Jesus in. She's taking good care of him, right? She's being a good host. She's serving and preparing. And she feels that there is just so much to do for this special guest for Jesus. But two things are happening with Martha. The text lets us know this, that she is, she's really being pulled away from actually being with Jesus. And she is also all worked up. Because... As we see here, her sister isn't helping. All these things to do, and her sister's not helping. In Martha's mind, she looks at her sister, and she's just thinking, man, you're just, you're just hanging out with this special guest, right? I'm in here doing all the hard work. You've left that all up to me, and you're just chilling out and hanging out with our special guest. And so in this next part, I, I find this, there's a part that I find funny, but also awesome at the same time. Because Martha, it appears that when she comes to Jesus, it appears that she's really tattling on Mary to Jesus. Like Jesus doesn't see what's happening right in front of him, right? I just, I just thought that was interesting, right? Personally, one of the things I love praying about with my kids, when I just gather and I kneel down next to their bed and pray with my kids, is that I get to hear them talk to God. I get to have them, hear them have that personal conversation with God. And every now and then, you will hear them pray and they'll talk to God about their brother or their sister, and they'll be tattling to God on their, uh, on their brother or sister. So I just thought that was humorous. But this is, this is the awesome part. Don't miss this. Martha sees Jesus, and she takes her concern to him. Jesus is safe enough to take your raw feelings your worries and your concerns to him. You don't have to sugarcoat it. I just love that he already knows, so just tell him. So Martha goes to Jesus and she says, Lord, do you not care that my sister had left me to do all the serving alone? Don't miss this. Before Jesus even answers... Martha, assuming that she is right, she just goes right on and she tells Jesus what to do, right? Isn't that so true of us sometimes, right? We come to God in prayer. We come to him with our concerns, with our anger, with our confusion, with our worry, and we ask God about them. But here's the thing that we see here. Too often, we already have our mind made up before we ever come to God. We aren't even waiting to hear from him. We just assume we know what's best and we tell Jesus what we want him to do. And I'm just telling you, church, as I was studying this, 
Man, that just, that just jumped out to me. And I know that I do that sometimes, right? We all do that. We come to God with our minds already made up instead of ready to listen. But I just think it's so amazing, church. Know this. We can come to God. But we need to be ready to listen. We need to be ready to hear from Him and trust Him. And just trust in what He says. And so she says, tell her to help me. And so Jesus, so graciously and loving, He gives her His response. Verse 41. But the Lord answered and said to her, Martha, Martha. Martha was so agitated and upset about many things. She was afraid something would go wrong with dinner, right? The pizza's going to burn. Something's going to just pour out of the pot, right? The the drinks aren't going to get done. Something's going to go wrong with the evening. She had too much on her hands and too much on her mind. Moms, do you ever feel that way? Go ahead. You can say it out loud, right? Yes, right? You ever feel like there is just too much? You ever feel agitated? You ever feel stretched out? Like there's too much to do and too much on your mind? With this virus, more duties are on our shoulders. I I imagine that many feel this way. I know moms feel that way. I imagine that we all feel that way, that it's just too much. And notice, because of the way Martha felt, it leads her to blame her sister And really try to get the Lord to fix her sister, right? And Jesus hears and he sees all this. Here's the great thing about God. He sees both of their hearts and their intent. Jesus doesn't tell Mary to stop what she's doing. He knows her heart and her intent here. He knows Martha. And he begins by saying, Martha, Martha. I just love this church. He isn't upset. He isn't scolding her. He doesn't even tell her to stop what she's doing because serving is a good thing, right? What she was doing wasn't a bad thing. Serving and preparing and caring and being hospitable. He sees that she is worried and bothered and anxious and he hears her voice. He hears her complaint and he says her name twice. It's just a caring response. Church, hear the love in his voice for her. Martha, Martha. You are worried and bothered about so many things. Church, isn't it good to know that God knows you, He sees you, and He hears you? God knows you, He sees you, and He hears you. But it's also good to know that He loves us enough to speak truth. And that's what He does here. He goes on to say this. He just gives this response of of just care to to Martha. And then he says this. You've got the serving and the preparing and the sitting at the feet listening. And he goes on to say, but only one thing is necessary. Mary is sitting at my feet and listening to my words. You are serving and preparing for me. You're being hospitable, loving, and gracious. Both great things. But he says, but only one thing is necessary. For Mary has chosen the good part which shall not be taken away from her. Both good things, both godly things. Just a side note, if anyone walks away from this, 
hearing that we should stop serving or doing or stop being hospitable or stop caring for other people, you have missed the point. Because if that was the case, Jesus would have said, stop that. Jesus actually tells us, he examples for us to, to love and serve and care for and be hospitable. Both Mary and Martha are doing godly things, things that God calls us to do as we walk and follow. But Jesus is making it clear the one thing that is first and foremost that should not be taken away. He says this, Mary has chosen the good part which shall not be taken away from her. Jesus is saying this, that this one thing, to sit at the feet of Jesus and hear his word, that's the one thing. This doesn't mean that Mary is more holy. It doesn't mean that Martha is to be condemned. Not at all. He's not saying he's not saying that at all. Jesus is clearly saying that the one thing, the most needful thing between Mary and what she was doing and Martha and what she's doing is this. The one thing is to be seated at his feet listening to his word. That's your first note if you're taking notes this morning. The one thing, this necessary thing that Jesus speaks of to us today is that and nothing less to be seated at his feet and listening to his word. And what a good reminder in a, in a world of busyness and go, go, go. Jesus says the one thing that is necessary is being with him and listening. Don't miss what Jesus says. He says it should not be taken away from her. I think we should, I think we should listen to that. We should not neglect that in our own lives. Church, he calls us to be with him first. And then it's out of that relationship that we're with him and we're listening that he sends us out to live and serve. If you're watching this morning talking about being with Jesus and listening, maybe you've never come to Jesus. You, you may not have a personal relationship with Jesus Often when we think about God, it's often taught and thought that we have to serve and be good and live up to a certain level or do this or do that or get certain check marks first for us to, 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 to even deserve God or to, to deserve a place in heaven. But here's the reality. While we were yet sinners, Jesus came and died for us, right? He didn't wait for us to get it right because we can't. He changes us when we follow him and then we live for him. So please know this. If you're listening today, Jesus loves you. He died for you. He conquered death and rose again for you, all for you. And he wants it so he could have a relationship with you. And he wants that relationship. He wants to save you from your sins. He wants to spend eternity with you. And so maybe that is where you need to start today. By responding to Jesus and turning to Jesus and call on him to save you. The Bible tells us if we confess him as Lord and believe that God raised him from the dead, that we'll be saved. To have that relationship with him. What a great Mother's Day that would be to know how much you are loved. Here it is. The Lord, the one that created this world, he came and gave his life in your place and made it possible for you to be his. So maybe your first thing today would be to respond to Jesus and follow him. Maybe you're watching and you'd say, you know what, I am a follower of Christ. But maybe you don't know where to start on how to live. Maybe you don't know what to do or how to act. Maybe you're, you just kind of 
find yourself in a funk maybe, man, you're just struggling with how to serve and how to live for Christ. Church, here's the good news. Actually, the great news. Mary examples that well for us today. It starts by being with Jesus and listening to his word. Jesus teaches us well and examples it well throughout Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, throughout the Gospels. He examples it well. Here's just two instances. Before Jesus sends sends us out to serve, right? Before he sends us out to serve, to do something for him or for others, he first calls us to be with him. Here's two places we see that he did that when he made that official call to his 12 disciples to be his apostles, right? In Mark chapter 3, verse 13 through 19. In that passage, look that up and read it. The Bible tells us in verse 14 that he appointed the 12. And here's what it says. So that they would be with him. And then it says that he would send them out to be with him. And then he sends them out. When he first called Simon, Peter, and Andrew to follow him, Jesus says, follow me, which means, hey, come and be with me. Learn from me, right? Make me Lord, follow me. And then he tells them, and I will make you become fishers of men. It begins by turning to Jesus and then being with him. And then when we serve and live for him, it's his life that is just flowing out of us. Jesus tells us that he's the vine, we're the branches, and apart from him, we can do nothing. So it's about being with him first. Moms, I think about all that you do. And do so well. Me and my wife have a little joke that I would not be a good mom, right? And I wouldn't. My mom, my wife, my mother-in-law, man, they are superheroes. They have super mom power. I don't know how they do what they do, but I'm so grateful for them. But I do know this. Before you can do those amazing things, Jesus is saying, hey, be with me and listen to my words. For all of us, in all the busyness, make time. Jesus is saying, with all the busyness, make time to be with me. Make it a priority. Listen to my words. Jesus is making that clear this morning. And we think about what Jesus said about the one thing that is necessary. In our remaining time, I want us to look at the significance of what Mary is doing and what Jesus is highlighting is the one thing. When Mary is seated at his feet and listening to his word. Guys, it's not just about her posture or her action. It's not just about those things in itself. It is what is indicated by that posture and action. And so in the time we have remaining, I want us to see three different things that Mary shows us and examples for us while she is with Jesus. The first is this. When we are seated at his feet and listening to him, it shows that we trust him. It shows our trust in him. When we are seated at his feet and listening to him, it indicates in our life our trust in Jesus. It shows that we have faith in him. Mary is showing that she trusts Jesus, right? She has a readiness to believe what he tells her. It shows that he is in charge. He is Lord of her life. We can come to Jesus, church. We can come to him and trust him and rely on him. We can know that we have hope in Jesus. 
Guys, it's absolutely necessary that we have this faith in Jesus and that when we trust in him, not only with our eternity, sometimes I think it might be easier to trust in him with our eternity and say, okay, I know that I'm going to heaven. But with our day to day, we struggle with that. Church, trust him with your eternity and with your day today. Moms, today, trust Jesus. Trust him with your time. Trust him with your, your, your job. Trust him with your children and your duties. Trust him with your husband. Rely on him. Place your hope in him as you serve daily as amazing moms. Church, everybody that's listening today, be with Jesus. Trust him with everything. So it indicates our trust in him. The second thing that Mary shows us is this. She shows her submission to Jesus. When we are seated at his feet and are listening to his words, it shows that we are submissive to him. It shows our submission to him. It shows that he is Lord of our lives. It shows that he is our teacher. It shows that we are his disciples and that we are the ones following him. I like this when it says that she's listening. Let's just be honest. This isn't how some of us listen sometimes, right? Young people, when you're in school, right? It's maybe when you're talking with your spouse, right? Or how our kids listen to us as parents. We're there. You're in the room. You hear their voice. But are we really listening? That's not what he's talking about here. This word that she was listening, it means to hear with the intent to understand. It speaks of how a student hears and listens to a teacher so that they can apply what they are learning. You see, when we look at Martha, she was serving and preparing while while Mary was with Jesus. And I think this is something that we need to hear. We too want to serve Jesus and we want to be active and we want to do all these things. We should want to do those things. But let's see the contrast here. I think both of them have servants' hearts. I think we can look at this text and agree they both have servants' hearts. But listen to the difference. Martha was already serving without hearing. While Mary was waiting to hear what the Lord would have her do. Let me say that again. Martha was already serving the Lord without hearing what he would have her do while Mary was waiting to hear what the Lord would have her do. Mary believed in Jesus. She trusted him. And so she listens to him. Guys, she listens. Think about this. This is, this is next level stuff, right? She is listening with the intent of learning and understanding and applying. Jesus clearly calls you and me to be his disciples. Right To learn from him, to, to follow him, to imitate him, and to obey him. And the only way that we can fully do those things, the only way that we can fully know and understand and how to follow him and be his disciples is to be with him and listen to his words. Moms, let your kids see you at the feet of Jesus. Let them see your example of being with the Lord and listening to Him. Let them see that life change in your life from doing that. When I think about moms, I love what we read in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 5. 
You've got a man named Paul. You've got a man named Timothy, two godly men. And, and Paul's the mentor in this relationship. And he's telling Timothy, which is a pastor of a church, he's telling Timothy, he says this, For I am mindful of the sincere faith within, within you, which first dwelt in your grandmother Lois, and your mother Eunice, and I am sure that it is in you as well. Here's what happened. Timothy's grandma, man, she was with the Lord, right? Listening to his words. She lived that out and she exampled it. And then Tim's mom did the same thing, right? And then they example it. And then they, Tim sees that example and he follows. It all starts with Jesus. Being with him. Listening. And then telling others. When we are intentional about our time with Jesus and learning from him, we can pass that on. We can live it out and pass it on to our kiddos. And this isn't just for moms, dads. Be seated at the feet of Jesus. Listening to his words. Trust in him. Learn from him and submit to him so that your kids and your family see that life change in you. To all of us, to be the parents that God calls us to be, we need to be at his feet, trusting him, listening to him, imitating him, so that we can live that out and teach our kiddos and be the examples they need us to be. This is for all of us as followers of Jesus. Remember, Jesus says it should not be taken away from her. It's vital. As followers of Jesus, make the time to be with him. Make the time to sit at his feet and trusting him and listening to him and learning from him. Make the time for that. Because it is out of those moments where we are then used by him when we submit to him. It's out of those moments where we are with God and listening to him, right, that he sends us out. To be used by him. And that leads us to our third thing. Jesus tells us in John 14, 15, he says this. He says, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. That's what Jesus says. Mary shows us by sitting at his feet and by listening to his words, not just to hear him talk, but with the intent to learn and apply. She is showing her love for Jesus. When we are seated at the feet of Jesus and listening to his words, that indicates our love for him. When Mary decided that she wanted to be close to him, to spend time with him, she showed Jesus that she loved him. When she listened with the intent to understand and apply, she showed Jesus that she loved him. This isn't new. We do this in our relationships today, right? We want to be near someone to show them that we love them and we listen to what they're saying because they're important. Some of you have heard this before. I share this often, but I have a little card sitting on my my desk and it's a reminder for me with my amazing wife because I want to love her well. And so I have this card that reminds me, it says on there, pray for her. Plan time to be with her. Sit with her and listen well to her. That's what the card says. It's a reminder for me. Plan time with her, sit with her, listen well to her and pray for her. 
Guys, there are many reasons that I could come up with, real reasons, right, as to why I can't do those things. But because I love her, I pursue them. And by the way, ask my wife, I'm not perfect at that. But that's my aim. That's my pursuit. And it's so I can love her well. Show her that I love her. Moms, you have a lot going on in your life. Kids and and spouses and jobs pulling at you and all these things that you've got to do. All of us, there are many things that are pulling at us in our life each and every day. There are so many reasons, good and bad, good excuses, bad excuses, that we could use as to why we can't spend time with Jesus listening to him. But when we do, when we sit at his feet and listen to his words, we show him that we trust him, that we are submitting to him, and that we love him. We are showing the world, we're showing ourselves that we trust him, and that we're submitting to him, and that we love him. Make time, make it a priority. Moms, I want to encourage you today. I want to encourage you, be at the feet of Jesus. Spend that time with him, trust him, listen to him. I know you're busy, but before we can be used by God in the way he wants to use us, before we can serve in the way he wants us to serve, before we can be sent out by him in the way that we are called to be sent out by him, we are first called to be with him. Be with Jesus and listen to him. Church guests today, speak to our church first. Let us be a church that is collectively at the feet of Jesus, trusting in him, listening to him, following him, and loving him. Guess today, same thing. Be at the feet of Jesus, listening to him. When we spend that time with Jesus, when we learn and grow, here's what's happening. Jesus's life pours into ours. And then guess what happens? It begins to flow out. Begins to flow out. First, be with him, listen to him, and then serve. So serve, be hospitable, be amazing moms, moms today, right? Live lives for Jesus. All of us live for Jesus, but you can't miss the one thing that you must do, and that is to be at his feet, listening to his word, to serve well, to be used by God. We must first be with him and listening. 